2: Stefan?
3: Yes.
2: Okay. Uh I believe it's working now. So I will um have the beginning edited out. So let me
3: start from scratch here. Am I staying on hold with you now?
2: Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're live. We're actually live. I'm just looking for the opening. It's a default number. I
3: don't know why. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I dialed in on the other number again and then I, I instead of hearing on hold music, I heard nothing.
2: Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm wondering well, we're
3: I'm, live. We are already live. Okay, very good. So I'm
2: okay. So we are starting now. Oh God, it's not letting me play the things in the studio either. Oh I have the default songs and all of that. Um, God. This this never ever happened before, never.
3: I'm wondering if it's uh, is there something you're supposed to be clicking, Joyce, or no? I or... know
2: how to do. What, trust me, I know. Uh, I it, but it shows I'm on the board. I've got you conferenced in. Um, I'm I'm sending an email to Blog Talk. Okay. Uh, this is really, really weird. Oh, now you're coming in. You're coming in now. One second. Hello? Yes. Is, uh, oh, you're on my line. I'm, I see the 473 number uh, just came in on my board. Can you click in that and see
3: if you hear it? Um, or you want to stay where you are? Um, it's up to you, Joyce. Do you want me to? You want me to dial in the number? No, that?
2: no, no. You're on the board with that number live. You are on the board. Hmm.
3: This is I wonder a- if it's because I clicked over to take this call.
2: All right, let's just start from where we are. Good morning. This is the Joyce Barry and Friends Worldwide Show. We are having some technical issues this Welcome morning. Welcome to Joyce Barry and Friends. We are broadcasting live across America and around the world. This is the hour to empower with stimulating talk, views you can use, memorable quotes, and powerful life lessons. We always have hot guests and cool topics. We even have cool guests and hot topics. You always want to tune us on, tune in, and tune up with us to hear the best of the best. You do not want to miss any of our shows. Each show goes into our archives. Log in to com. Barry, B-A-R-R-I-E, and you will see each guest and each topic on our homepage. You can play and download any of our shows, always informative, inspiring, and motivational. you want to share these special shows with your friends, family, and contacts. You can follow us on Facebook and become a Joyce Barry subscriber and even a fan by going to our Joyce Barry and Friends fan page. Be sure to check like. You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us by going to our Blog Talk Radio homepage and clicking follow right below my picture. You can also message me in any of these venues about our show, about our guests, about anything my official website is joycebarry dot com. Barry B A R R I E. The chat room is open. Log into the chat room, have fun and chat away. I go back and forth into the chat room during the show to see what is going on in there. Motivation, inspiration, and an education. Positive, happy thoughts to improve your life, health, and finances. Take positive actions to create a gratifying lifestyle. Life lessons from me, your host, Joyce Barry, straight from the Coach's Corner, and then you will hear from our wonderful guest today. Folks, every day should be treated like a special day. We wish you the finest of friends, the opulence of opportunities, the magic of miracles, and the happiest of days. May this year be your best year ever. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you. Choice here. I want this to be your best year ever. I want this to be my best year ever. I want this to be the best year ever for our dear friend Stefan Ryback and his wonderful family. I want this to be the best year ever. For all our friends worldwide. Today's show, Self Programming for Greatest Success, is an incredible topic. It's by a great leader who definitely knows how to motivate and inspire others to be their best. He always motivates and inspires me, Stefan Ryback was born in Connecticut and spent his early years in Michigan. He received a bachelor's degree with honors from the University of Bridgeport, majoring in journalism communications. He's an energetic, enthusiastic, positively motivated, and highly experienced multimedia management professional with a 38-year track record of proven success and expertise in radio, television, Television, print, and new media. His background includes radio broadcast announcing, radio station programming and operations, television news writing, reporting and anchoring, photojournalism, commercial writing, directing and editing, advertising, marketing, sales, broadcast management, artist management, management consulting, and professional speaking. Stefan won Billboard Magazine Program Operations Director of the Year Award two years in a row. He was a newspaper and online columnist for over 10 years. He authored over 500 published articles. He has superior management, organizational, promotional, entrepreneurial, and motivational skills. He is an out-of-the-box thinker and street-smart action person who consistently delivers optimum revenues to the bottom line. He is a proven winner who specializes in helping businesses make a quantum leap forward and operate at a much higher level of efficiency, productivity, profitability, and fun. On a very personal note, he is our most amazing guest in the Joyce Barry and Friends All-Star Team. Stefan came up with the name of the show, Joyce Barry and Friends, and that name gave birth to the whole concept of the show, having a different guest on every show. His creative input, his suggestions and feedback has always been right on, for which I am most grateful. I I'm most grateful today that he is my special guest. Welcome, the one, the only, Stefan Ryback.
3: Good morning, good morning, good morning, live from New York. Joyce, what a pleasure <laughs> and honor it is to be on your show this morning. Thank you so much for having me on. I know that
2: today's topic will impact the lives of many people. I know that whenever I speak to you, my life is impacted. So where would you
3: like to start? Joyce, I'd like to ask you what the following people have in in common. Albert Einstein, Michael Jordan, Walt Disney, Steve Jobs, Oprah Winfrey, and The Beatles.
2: They are all famous failures. They are all people that went at it again and again to get to where they are today. And, in fact, I had two extraordinary shows on famous failures, which I'll, I'll let you know, folks, uh, in our archives to date. But I want to go right back to you,
3: Stefan. You are right, Joyce. They're all famous failures. And isn't it interesting when you look at somebody like Albert Einstein you know, considered one of the greatest minds in all of history, wasn't able to speak until he was about four years old, and his teacher said he would never amount to much. You know, Michael Jordan, he was cut from his high school basketball team. He went home, he locked himself in the room, and he cried. Walt Disney fired from a newspaper because they said he lacked imagination. The guy had no original ideas. Oprah Winfrey was demoted from her job as a news anchor because somebody said that she wasn't fit for television. Steve Jobs, 30 years old, he was left devastated and depressed after he was fired from Apple. And the Beatles rejected rejected countless times, countless times before they became the Beatles that we know of. But in their early days, they were rejected by many different recording studios and recording companies and People said, hey, we don't like your sound. You guys have no future in show business. It also reminds me of the Carpenters from uh, my home state of Connecticut, Uh, Karen and Richard Carpenter from East Haven, Connecticut. They were young. They were struggling. And they went to see a very well-known radio station program director. And the program director listened to their audition tape, and he said, listen, you two seem like very, very nice young people. But... You came to me for advice, and my advice to you is don't bother getting into the record industry. You'll never make it. Nobody ever wants to hear your sound. (laughs)
2: Yeah, those stories really are extraordinary. Uh, that's why we did two shows on them, folks. I just want to reference it for you now. Part one, June 15, 2015, in our archives with a, a lot of the people that Stefan mentioned. And part two of the show was such a success, where we came up with another whole list of different people on June 18, 2015. Simply go to our archives cars, you can hear all about all those people, many, many more famous failures. Back to you, Stephan.
3: You know, Joyce, many times people will ask me, Stefan, you know, what is the secret to success? What is the secret to your success? And I, I would say the first secret to my success is I started to become successful at the moment I started to perceive of myself becoming successful. Obviously, there was still a long way to go between where I was at the moment and where I wanted to be. But a big part of it for me was to accept the fact that I had something to contribute, that God blessed me with a unique series of gifts that he was didn't give to anybody else, and that it was my responsibility to use those gifts not only to enrich myself, to become the best possible version of myself, but more importantly, to enrich the people around me, my wife, my children, my family, my extended family, my friends, and and, and even the world. And it's just staggering to think
2: Uh, You have quite an extended family. However many followers you have on Facebook, uh, I say that as your extended family right there because every day you take the time to motivate and inspire people. So uh, you just touch people's hearts in a very special way. You've always touched
3: my heart. Well, thank you, Joyce. That, That means a lot to me and your friendship means a lot to me, may I share the seven seven secrets of success? Please. Number one, there is no secret to success. (laughs) I didn't didn't see
2: that coming! Five years of my own show, and I didn't see that
3: coming! (laughs) There's no secret. It's not a secret. And and I think, again, Joyce, just my own personal uh, opinion... Uh, from my little corner of the world, uh, there is no secret to success, and I think that's why so many people miss it, because the secrets to success are actually what I call building blocks to success, and it's just so obvious. And I think that's why a lot of people miss it. It's because it's so obvious, or they see how simple it is to become successful. And you notice I didn't say easy. I said simple. And there's a big difference between easy and simple. But the seven secrets to success, number one, there is no secret to success. Number two, success is for everyone. I love it. Success I- is for everyone. Everybody is blessed with at least one gift that no one else on the earth has. And in many instances, we're blessed with many gifts. But success is for everybody. Number three, your life becomes better only when you become better. You know, it's an old saying, Joyce. For for things to change, I need to change. For things to get better, I need to get better. And and for, you know, I, I guess the 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 clearest way for me to say it, Joyce, is that. I started to become more successful when I realized that I was the person responsible for my success. It wasn't my mom, it wasn't my dad, it wasn't my siblings, it wasn't my coworkers, it wasn't my boss, it wasn't my circumstances. I became I became able to achieve greater success when I realized that I needed to become better, that I I I needed to change. And when I changed Things in my life would change. Things would get better when I became better. Number four, there is no success without sacrifice. You know, in this day and age of instant gratification, instant communication, uh, disposable this, disposable that, you know, the microwave breaks, you throw it away, you get another one. The TV breaks, you throw it away, you get another one. The phone breaks, you throw it away, and you get another one. And we're able to communicate virtually instantly With anybody around the world and I think that has made us less patient Um, we think that success is supposed to happen instantly and success at least the way that I've experienced success choice is that success is a series of steps it's a series of steps it's a series of sacrifices there is a payment that is required to become successful and in most instances the payment that's required is sweat and stick-to-itiveness and not giving up. You know, I, I, I think of Thomas Edison who invented the light bulb, and it's a very famous story. Perhaps you've discussed it on this show, Joyce. What did he fail 10,000 times in that experiment in trying to invent the, the light bulb? And a newspaper reporter, you know, asked, you know, Mr. Edison, you know, what, what is this? light bulb thing you're you're working on aren't you aware that man is it's okay for man to um, get light from a candle we don't need the light bulb and besides you fail 10,000 times and edison said something edison said something along the lines of i haven't failed 10,000 times i have discovered 10,000 ways which don't work yes <laughs> that So was how, brilliant. how many of us give up how many of us give up after one failure or two and edison 10,000 failures. He figured out 10,000 ways that won't work in trying to invent the light bulb. So one of the biggest lessons that I've learned is that I'm responsible for, for my success. I am responsible. If I want to be more successful, then I need to figure a way out. I need to figure a way to get around under, over, or through obstacles. I need to sacrifice. You know, if, if success were so easy, everybody would be successful. But that's why many people are still in search of success. It's because they've given up. They're not willing to make the sacrifice or they've quit. The, the, the next thing in the seven secrets of success is success is achieved in inches it's achieved in inches and not miles and again in our society in our very very fast-paced society we want everything right now we want to go from one end of the football field to the other end of the football field and score the touchdown in one play and it just doesn't happen that way and so one of the things that i've had to learn is patience being patient with myself realizing that I don't know everything, realizing that I'm a human, and as part of the human experience, I am going to make mistakes like the next human. So making a mistake, it's okay to make a mistake. You know, there have been many, 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 many times where I've been so hard on myself because I made a mistake, and it wasn't until I accepted the fact that it's okay for me to to make mistakes as long as I learn from that mistake and keep on trying, you know. They say the 50% of the solution to any problem is knowing what the problem is. And the other parts that make up the other 50% are patience and persistence and sticking to it and realizing that if I only take one small step today towards my goal, Well, then today is a a success. Today is a success. So we've got, number one, there is no secret to success. Number two, success is for everybody. Number three, your life becomes better only when you become better. Number four, there is no success without sacrifice. Number five, success is achieved in inches, not miles. Number six, and this is a tough one, The greatest enemy of tomorrow's success is today's success.
4: The greatest enemy
3: of tomorrow's success is today's success. Don't let today's success lull you into complacency. That's very deep, Stefan
2: Ryback, very (laughs) powerful, very deep. I'm writing as fast as I possibly can to keep up with you. This is a great, great lesson.
3: So what do I mean by that? Well, I've worked at different organizations where we achieved a very significant measure of success, very significant measure of success, and then people and 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 I was at fault in some of these instances as well. We became what I call drunk with with success. We became drunk with success. Our success blinded us, and and we forgot what it is that we did to become successful. We became blinded by the success, and we stopped doing the things that made us successful. So we became drunk with the success. And eventually, over time, lost our measure of success because we stopped doing the things that made us successful. So, again, the greatest enemy of tomorrow's success is today's success. You have to stay focused. And number seven, no advice. No advice on success works unless you do. It does not happen automatically. You don't push a button, you don't wave a magic wand, you don't say a magic spell. You have to work. You have to stick to it. You've got to be focused, determined, you've got to be persuasive and convincing, and and the first person you need to persuade and convince is yourself that you can do it. My blessings are a direct result, first and foremost, from great God Almighty, who opened my eyes to the fact that if Stefan, if I wanted to become more successful, if I wanted to achieve a greater level of self-respect, if I wanted to be inspired, if I wanted to be motivated then I needed, To ignore the obstacles at my feet and search beyond the obstacles, that the obstacles that were around me could have very easily provided me with an excuse to proclaim failure, okay, to sit on the sidelines. But the good Lord opened my eyes and said, these obstacles are your stepping stones to success. If you want to be successful, Stefan, you need to learn how to overcome these obstacles around you.
2: Let me interject here for one moment because one obstacle that people seem to have is to find the time to take the time to listen to this show. And that's something you should be doing every day, folks, to hear it extremely talented, powerful, articulate guests like the one today, Stefan Ryback. Here in the very wise words of our health guru is why you should be listening every day.
0: Listen to me. I have something to say about a wonderful way to start your day. A way to stimulate your mind and increase your energy make you feel so good. And guess what? It's free. Weekdays at 11 a.m. Eastern, hear the Joyce, Barry, and Friends show. You'll find it on the Internet, on Blog Talk Radio. This show is upbeat and fun and very inspirational. It's informative, educational, and very motivational. There's the Coach's Corner, great quotes and news. There are suggestions perspectives, and advice you can use to enhance your life and improve your health, plus clever, simple ways to increase your wealth. Joyce's perceptions and personality will keep you captivated, and her guests, from many walks of life, will always keep you fascinated. When Joyce and her friends speak, it's like you're in the conversation. This is part of what makes her show And folks, we ask you to
2: partner up with us in having that happen. Simply go to our web page, our homepage, Joyce Barry B-A-R-R-I-E-N spelled out and Friends dot com, Barry B A R R I E and spell A N D Joyce and Friends dot com. You will see my picture on the upper left side, and right under that, click follow. And if you click follow, uh, you will hear uh, via email. On every show every topic every guest you need not miss any of them uh, we're fortunate enough to have people like Stefan Ryback you don't want to miss when he's on the show again you don't want to miss our psychic Peter Marks who gave us an exclusive uh, to do our show each and every month and by getting those emails you never need not miss Peter when you can call in and get your question or concern address speaking of whom here is Peter. Hi Peter.
4: How are you? We are good. Listen- I have been listening to the show from the inception and I discovered my two favorite people that are connected <laughs> with my my daily life. Um I have listened to Stefan so eloquently Explain uh, a success and the trials and tribulations. And I know from my friendship with Stefan that he is probably one of the most successful people I know uh, with the family, uh, with friends, uh, with his optimism and enthusiasm, enthusiasm uh, on life. And every time I tune into Facebook, and I read another paragraph or a adverb or a proverb, whatever, I'm inspired every day by Stefan.
2: And I feel the same way, too. And I appreciate your jumping on to let uh,
3: folks know that and to let Stefan know that. Oh, Peter, thank you so much. Thank you very, very, very much. You made my day. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you made my day,
4: too. I also wanted to interject because my guides uh, I also listen to uh, quite frequently because their ways are higher than mine. And they are talking about success also from a non-materialistic foundation. Uh, they're telling me a teacher who doesn't make a lot of money can be an enormous success. Uh, a writer, even though they may not get published, can be successful. So there are different degrees and different levels of success. And you know, it's I funny also that f- you would
3: mention. Yes. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Peter. No, you you mentioned um, you mentioned teacher. There there was a teacher that I had uh... in high school i i was uh... fortunate enough to go to holy cross high school in waterbury connecticut and there was a teacher that i had there by the name of brother larry lucier brother larry lucier and um he was the one that inspired me to get into the media business and I, I I would say it was by accident, but I as we all know, there's really no such thing as accidents. That coincidence is God's way of staying anonymous. But in my junior year of high school, and I know I know that this is ancient ancient history. In my junior year of high school, as an elective course, I took a course called Mass Media 101. Mass Media 101, and Brother Larry was the uh, instructor for that course and the semester assignment that he had given me was to interview the afternoon drive disc jockey on my hometown radio station up in Waterbury, and it was one of those assignments where I had to go to the, station, the radio station a number of times to watch the disc jockey on the air and then go and watch the disc jockey behind the scenes and watch the disc jockey record commercials, and then uh, accompany the disc jockey when he went on different remotes and appearances. And it was during the course of that project that I became enthralled with the radio business. And and when I think back on... that course being offered. It was a new course that was offered at at my high school at the time, and me just happening to notice that that course was available. And the sequence of events that had to happen in order for me to get into that class and the sequence of events that had to happen for Brother Larry to give that particular assignment to me. I don't know, maybe there were 15, 20, 25 Uh, other people in the class, and he gave everyone a different semester assignment. So think about the odds. Let's say there were 25 people in the class. There was a 1 in 25 chance of me getting that assignment to interview the disc jockey at my hometown radio station, and that simple assignment in my junior year of high school set forth the wheels. Put the wheels in motion for me to get into that business, uh, into that industry, and be blessed with over 38 years of, of success. Isn't that unbelievable? You talk about teachers. Well, that's a teacher who I owe a great deal of debt Uh, in terms of gratitude, and by the way, even though it's been many, many, many years since I graduated from Holy Cross High School, to this day, I'm still in touch with Brother Larry, and to this day, every opportunity I get, I thank Brother Larry for being such a great teacher and guide to me. So if there are any teachers listening to today's show, and if you're wondering gee, do I have an impact, or what kind of an impact am I having on my students? Well, all I can tell you is way back when, in my junior year of high school, there was a teacher who to this day has made an incredible impact on my life. Stefan, does
2: Brother Larry know that that became your career? Oh, absolutely. He and I are still in touch to this day. And um, I'm just curious, just name two or three other assignments of what other people had. I'm just curious what the kind of assignments he came up with.
3: Well, one of the assignments was for somebody to go uh, interview one of the editors at the newspaper. Uh, At the time, there was another assignment for somebody to go to the local TV station. And I guess any one of those assignments were they given to me, I, I I. Probably would have enjoyed because I ended up did writing did, uh, ended up writing for a newspaper a columnist uh, writing as a newspaper columnist for over ten years and i I, I was blessed with um, with uh, time and experience in the uh, in the television industry, but the vast bulk of the of uh, my my media experience has been in the radio industry, and it 's because of that that was the assignment up to that point in time, I had never really given any thought to what I wanted to do, with the exception of I was a jock, I played baseball, I played basketball, and my goal in life at that particular point in time was to be a professional baseball player. God blessed me with, with pretty good baseball skills, and um, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a professional baseball player, but, it, but when I, it, during the course of that assignment, Back in my junior year, and this is going back over 40, 40 years, it was during the course of that assignment where I said to myself, "You know what? I am not going to be one of the greatest baseball players of all time. I, I'm, I'm pretty good at baseball, but you know one of, one of the gifts that, that God gave me was the ability to be honest with myself to be brutally honest with myself, and and even at a young age, a junior in high school, what, what are you, 16, 17 years old at the time? At that time, I recognized, you know, I'm pretty good at baseball, but in all honesty, I'm not going to be one of the top 10 baseball players of all time. This radio thing, this this assignment having to do with this radio station, this sounds like something I would really, really enjoy, and so my, my, my goal in life quickly shifted. Th- th- again, think about every Everything that had to fall into place in order for this to happen, and it did fall into place. And 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 I, you know, was blessed with this particular assignment. Got into it, loved it, and chose a, a career out of it, a vocation out. It It became my my life's work to get into radio and then into other forms of media. But it was all because of this uh, of this this dear wonderful teacher that I had, Brother Larry, at Holy Cross High School in Waterbury, Connecticut.
2: I got to tell you, Stefan, I love your story because it brought to mind something that happened to me via a teacher but it, it was a different w- way of coming about what my life is all about today and it was, it took place in kindergarten I remember it like it was yesterday I can envision the room uh, the way it was where, uh, where I was standing in the room I remember this so clearly because it impacted my life you were asked to choose what you wanted to do that day Choices like being in the dollhouse, and it was a full-size dollhouse where you can go inside it and sit down and play in there kind of dollhouse, Uh, coloring, crayons in another side of the room, finger painting in another side of the room. So it was all things of that nature. I chose the dollhouse. And she said, you know, when we should start, and we started. And within a minute, I took the baby carriage and a doll that was inside it and I'm walking in front of the room. She said, Joyce, where are you going? So I said, I'm going shopping, which I thought was very clever because that's what my mom did in the morning. She would take me, and she would start her morning usually by going shopping. So even though I thought it was clever, here's this kindergarten teacher who said, I never forgot it, Joyce, you said you wanted to be in the dollhouse, and you left it. So I'm going to take you out of there and put you on So my point is that at that young age, I knew she was wrong and I was right. I made a decision then that in some way, somehow, I'm going to teach people, coach people, mentor people, because I knew she was wrong. She could have been creative and said, it's starting to rain. You better hurry up and get back into the dollhouse. But when she made me wrong, I knew I'd be a teacher of sorts uh,
3: to empower power people. So what do you think of that, Stefan? I think that's a great story. And what's interesting, uh, what I find most interesting in your story, Joyce, is that you knew it at such an early age kindergarten my gosh (laughs) I did I really because I even remember where she was when she
2: said it and how it impacted me that you just can't take things at face value because someone has the label teacher that they're a great teacher or lawyer or anything else but I definitely know a good psychic when I see one or (laughs) hear one so let me just go back to Peter anything else you want to say before we go back to Stefan Ryback's extraordinary lesson
4: Today, well, after hearing both of you talk, I'm in a loss for words, which for <laughs> me is very unusual. um, <laughs> I want to say that I think <laughs> you're both two incredible people, and I know Stefan uh, your guys are telling me, thank God you listened to uh their guidance and your ways in high school, and uh my guys are telling me you're both gonna be very successful but they're saying you already are.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: So by saying you already are, you have the knowledge and the spiritual awareness for already being there and they're telling me you're just waiting for the unfoldment.
3: Hmm. Can I share with so, you something Peter and and, and yes. I, I want to I believe I've shared this with you privately. Um, yes. but I'd like to share it with the radio um audience as well. Um, I, I would say that the biggest stumbling block that I've had has been myself. The biggest well, stumbling block that, I, that I've yes. ever had to overcome is myself. My own fears, my own insecurities, um, my um, my feelings, most of which were incorrect about what other people would say, the fear of criticism, the fear of constantly being corrected, and it was because of those fears that very often i would find myself paralyzed mentally paralyzed from moving forward because i was afraid of making a mistake i was afraid of being criticized i was afraid of being corrected i think some of that came from the fact that as the youngest of six children and and m- most of my siblings are much older than me so i i grew up having uh, you know more than two parents um, you know, so I, I felt I was constantly being corrected. So it was just something that I had to mentally overcome that that it, it's okay to go ahead and make mistakes as long as the mistakes that I made were being made because I was honestly trying. Um, so, you know, at, at this point in my life, I can accept my mistakes as long as the mistakes are being made because I'm honestly trying. The mistakes that that I have a low tolerance for is when I don't try as hard as I should or let's say I'm involved with a project with another person or other people and and they're not trying uh, or putting in as much as they should, and and, and because they're not trying as hard as they should, because we're not trying as hard as we should, we're making mistakes. Those are the mistakes that I have a low tolerance for, but mistakes that happen as a result of honestly trying hard. I'm okay with that because it means that in some way, shape, or form, we're, we're figuring out what doesn't work and we're moving forward. Does that make sense? Totally. That,
4: make, that makes perfect sense. And the Master Guide is saying that they aren't mistakes. They're learning experiences, but they're not mistakes. Mm-hmm.
2: Peter, I want to thank you for jumping on, giving you a busy schedule every day. I know reading after reading, I don't know how you do it all, so I want to thank you. and. Before we uh, went uh, to Peter, uh, Stefan, you were talking about overcoming obstacles and how to leave weakness behind. So it was a perfect segue, what you just discussed about your weakness, uh, your obstacles. So now let's get to the part of how do you leave those weaknesses behind?
3: This is a lesson that took me years and years and years to get past. Um, I, I think I've shared with you privately, Joyce, that I grew up in a very dysfunctional household. Um, my father was not an evil man, but he was a very, very angry man. And I, as I look back, I think a lot of that anger came as a result of him being in a prisoner of war camp for over four years during World War II, he, he fought in the Polish army, and we all know what happened to the Polish army in World War II. They were completely devastated by the very advanced army uh, of the Nazi um, military forces. So my father was wounded in the wrist and in the knee, and he was captured, and he was in a POW camp for four years, over four years. He was a very, very angry man. And, and, and again, looking back, I, I think it must have been post-traumatic stress disorder, but we didn't you know back in the uh late 50s and uh into the 60s and into the early we we didn't i didn't know what it was i just figured he was a very angry young man a uh, very angry man but w- what i did is i internalized a lot of his anger you know um I, for, for some reason i i thought that his anger was my fault, or the fact that he'd, he had a very um, unhealthy relationship with, with his wife, my mother, the fact that they had a very unhappy marriage, for some reason I thought that that was my fault. Uh, and there were you know, other issues in the family, um, alcoholism and drug abuse and verbal abuse and physical abuse, and I internalized a lot of that. Um, again, I thought it was my fault. I thought it was something wrong with me, and it took me years and years and years to realize that that because my father was my father 's anger was not my fault it 's not my fault uh The fact that there were alcoholics um in in my family uh behaving in a very disruptive way and causing a lot of pain and hurt. The fact that they were alcoholics is not my fault. Uh, the fact that there was a lot of verbal uh, abuse, that there was physical abuse, that that was not my fault. And uh, a, a big help to me, Joyce, a big, 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 big help to me was realizing that I am my own person. I am responsible for my behavior and no one else's. And as long as I have my head screwed on straight, as long as I am good with my maker, as long as I am behaving in a very positive and productive way to improve myself and become the best possible version of myself in spite of the circumstances around me, then I was going to probably end up being okay.
2: But how did you manage to leave the weaknesses behind? Was it something you had to program yourself for, tell yourself, condition yourself? That's not easy to do what you do did to overcome that, that kind of uh, in, extraordinary uh, dysfunctional uh, things that were going on there.
3: Uh, You know who was very helpful to me? The words and the writings of Dr. Wayne Dyer, who who passed away earlier this year. Mm -hmm. Um, He talks a lot about uh, overcoming weakness and leaving it behind. Um, and, and, uh, he expressed it so very, very well. So, w- when I was exposed, very first time I was exposed to the, to the writings of, uh, and teachings of Dr. Wayne Dyer was about 25 years ago when I moved from Connecticut. I had a, a really great job opportunity. It was around this time, 25 years ago, by the way, uh, that, that I moved my, my wife and my, our young family at the time out to Phoenix. And um, just happened to be exposed through a coworker of mine, um, the, the, the writings and the teachings and the books and the audio cassettes um, of Dr. Wayne Dyer, and that's one of the things that he talks about: is overcoming. You overcome weakness by leaving it behind, by making a decision that those weaknesses and the, the, the situations are around you, you can't you, you can't let those things define you. And it was at that time that I decided, you know, I I wanted to be more successful. I wanted to be not, not only on a on a material uh, standpoint, but but more importantly in my own mind, and, and in my own life. I, I wanted to achieve a greater level of happiness and success. I wanted to achieve a greater level of joy and fulfillment. And I knew. That I, I needed to recognize these circumstances around me, not as things that would define me as uh, a failure or define me as uh, not being uh, everything that I could be, but things that if I overcame these things, that these these things were my stepping stone to success. So going back to my my uh, my uh, my abusive dad, um, it, 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 you know, him divorcing my mother, let's just say, and me being raised by my mother. At the time, I didn't understand it because I was you know, 12, 13 years old, so I internalized a lot of these things. It wasn't until later on in life where I said, thank God. Thank God that my father divorced my mother. Thank God that I was raised by my mom, a very powerful, strong, inspiring woman. Thank God that that, that my parents split up. And the reason why, thank God, is thank God that that, that, that uh, turbulent relationship, that very, very highly dysfunctional marriage, thank God I didn't have to live in that environment. Thank God that, that I was placed in the care of my mom and was raised by, a, she was very loving, very caring, very strong, very powerful. And talk about a woman who overcame. You know, my mother was born in Poland and at the age of uh, um uh, 16, 18 years old, something, something along those lines, was walking to to school one day, and this is during World War II, and was taken off the streets by the Nazi soldiers and 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 shipped up to uh, up to Germany, like many other people um, of Polish and and uh, and Jewish uh, descent. You know, strong, able-bodied. My mother was shipped up to Germany, and during the course of the war, she was uh, a slave, a, a servant in the household of a German war officer. And and think about the odds of her overcoming that. She didn't just survive; she thrived. And 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 and, and my mother talked about that. My, you know, Mom, how did you make it? How did you how did you survive? And and she said the number one way she survived is her faith in God, her faith in God. So I I looked at that, and I, I said to myself, well, if this person, my mother, can overcome the horror and that type of atrocity, well, these other things that I'm facing are peanuts compared to that.
2: Wow. That is an extraordinary story. I had come across this and it reminded me of you. So I'm going to share it with our folks today. This was an email to you from God. And it's the reference is life. This is God. Today I will be handling all of your problems for you. I do not need your help, so have a nice day. I love you. And P.S., remember, if life happens to deliver a situation to you that you cannot handle, do not attempt to resolve it yourself. Kindly put it in the SFGTD box something for god to do box i will get to it in my time all situations will be resolved but in my time not yours once the matter is placed into the box do not hold on to it by worrying about it instead focus on all the wonderful things that are present in your life now should you decide to to share this with friends know that you've also touched their lives in ways you will never know now you have a nice day god p.s. god has seen you struggling god says it's over a blessing is coming your way i really read that and thought of you and that by one of my favorite authors of all time anonymous
3: Well, you know, Joyce, that story reminds me of um, a story that I'd like to share with you. And again, I go back to my high school teacher, Brother Larry, um, who has been so much more than just a school teacher to me. He's been a uh, life coach. Um, He's been a spirituality coach to me, a mentor. And one of the things that Brother Larry uh, has shared with me is that when I come across a situation that Um, Where I see no hope, where I see no hope, or looks inordinately uh, difficult, where I'm I'm in a testing place, where uh, I'm surrounded by circumstances which point to defeat, that my job at that point in time is to give God permission to work in my life. And 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 that's where free will comes in, the the, the free will that God gave human beings. And so uh, I'm I'm giving God, when when I'm in a very difficult circumstance, the free will uh, that God gave me, I'm making the free will decision to give God permission to work in my life. Okay, I'm surrounded by really difficult circumstances. Since I'm human and since you're God, Why don't you go ahead and work in my life with respect to the situation? And and something else I learned um, along the way is this, that when when I pray, God answers one of two ways. When I pray, God answers one of two ways. He either gives me what I asked for or what I should have asked for.
2: Oh, I like that.
3: (laughs) Oh, wow. I've got two pages of notes here. I either get what I asked for or what I should have asked for. (laughs) I love that. So
2: if I understand you correctly, leaving weakness behind is where you leave it behind you and you turn it over to God. And that would tie in with mortal thinking
3: versus divine thinking, correct? That is correct. Mortal thinking is our, our basic everyday human thoughts. Divine thinking is looking at situations, looking at people, places, and things from a divine standpoint. And actually, that's something that I learned recently from Peter Marks. We were having a discussion about that. And looking at my life, do I want to look at my life through a human aspect, or do I want to look at my life as a divine aspect and all the people's places and things, situations, and conditions in my life, what's the best way to look at it, from, from from a mortal standpoint or from a divine standpoint? And when I started looking at things in my life from a divine standpoint as to why this person is in my life or why that person is in my life or why this situation exists in my life, when I started looking at things through the prism of divinity from a divine standpoint, it changed my life. It changed my way of thinking.
2: That is really, really extraordinary uh, as a message to people to impact their lives. So now for the $64,000 question, given how much stress there is in one's daily world, given how much stress there is globally, how do you see the blessings in every day?
3: That is a great question, Joyce. That is a really, really great question. The way that I would answer it is this: is I have one responsibility, and that is to be the best version of myself. You know, you look at you look at the the horrors of what's going on in the world, what happened in Paris a, a week and a half ago, what happened in the United States on uh, 9/11 2001, just the absolute horrors of what's going on. How can I make an impact on that? What what can I do to contribute? And the answer that I've come up with is this that I need to be the best version of myself and that if we all st- if we all strived become the best version of ourselves the way that god intended us to be to become the divine beings that 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 i believe god intended us to be that these problems wouldn't go away you know one of the things that wayne dyer said going back to wayne dyer is that everything in the world is happening for a reason you know one of the things that that really staggered me Uh, was when I I saw Wayne Dyer speak uh, in, in, in Phoenix. I saw him at a live conference, and he said, all of the suffering that you see happening in the world is absolutely positively meant to be, and so is your desire to cure it, your desire to fix it, your desire to help make this a better world. Isn't that unbelievable? That
2: is. And folks, earlier in the show, I referenced two shows, Famous Failures, Part 1, in our archives, June 15, 15, stories guaranteed to inspire you of people you will know, top level celebrities, world leaders, Famous Failures, Part 2, June 18, 2015, in our archives. And now in reference to what we're talking about, what's going on globally, and the heartache it is. Let me refer you to two shows that recently took place in our archives, November 17. Rabbi Joseph Potasnik, he is a very high up in the New York Board of Rabbis. He did the show with Father Brian McWheeney, who is high up on, in the Archdiocese. And they call themselves uh, Brothers in Faith. They go on many engagements together, uh, speaking together. Uh, they were the day before at the French Consulate in wow. New York, both the rabbi and the priest, uh, saying prayers there. For the people of Paris, uh, this was on Tuesday. The Paris horrific tragedy took place on the prior Friday, so that was a great show with Father Brian and Rabbi Joseph Patasnik. And then on Thursday, uh on Friday, we had Chaplain Oscar. Uh, And the show was called Heavy Hurting Hearts And it was all about healing and Forgiveness and gratitude For all that we are going through As human beings all over the world So I want to refer you To those shows, take a little time Out, put the shows on You could put them on speaker and go about Whatever you have to do If you're one of these multitasking People, but I promise you They're very impactful shows Uh, This show indeed was very impactful. Uh, Anything else you want to say about seeing blessings every day? Because that is really a tough one when every day you turn on the news and it's the next horrific thing you're hearing about. If not in your own home, what you're going through, with your family, what you're going through, just as one human being to another, what is going on around the world?
3: I'm inspired by... The words of Dr. Norman Vincent Peale, and they are as follows. The secret of life isn't what happens to you, but what you do with what happens to you. Yes. And
2: this this by Emily Dickinson, this also reminds me of you, Stefan Ryback, because I have the highest regard for you, and That's I know true. how much it means to you to make a difference in the lives of others. I know how much of a difference you make in my life. Emily Dickinson says, if I can stop one heart from breaking I shall not live in vain if I can ease one life the aching or cool one pain or help one fainting robin unto his nest again I shall not live in vain that reminds me of you cuz I really think you come from that
3: oh thank you so much Joyce thank you so so very kindly
2: So in wrapping up this extraordinary uh, discussion, what would you want to
3: leave people with? Um, May I leave people with the words of Ralph Waldo Emerson? This is my very favorite definition of success. We started the show with the seven secrets of success. And if I may, I would like to close with my very favorite definition of success. This uh, has resonated in my heart for so many years since I first read it. And the definition of success, as written by Ralph Waldo Emerson, to laugh often and much, to win the respect of intelligent people and the affection of children, to earn the appreciation of honest critics and endure the betrayal of false friends, to appreciate beauty, to find the best in others, to leave the world a bit better, whether by a healthy child, a garden patch, or a redeemed social condition, to know that even one life has breathed easier because you have lived, this is to have succeeded.
2: Wow. That certainly hits it on the head. And I would say that you have succeeded, Stefan Ryback. Uh, I believe success is just touching one person on any given day, and anything over that is a huge
3: bonus. It's a bonus.
2: Yes, I feel that way about the show, that if I've reached one person, if my guest has made a difference in one person's life, that is what the show is all about, and anything over that is a
3: huge bonus. Well, Joyce, I I would like to add... What an incredible contribution you're making to society with your radio show. I want to thank you for your show. There is so much uh, in, uh, material, material on your show that is inspiring and motivating. It's interesting. It's informative. It's captivating. What a tremendous service you are providing to your listeners, most especially in light of everything that you have overcome this year against tremendous odds to come back and do this show and to have the guests on uh, that you're having, to be sharing the information that your guests have to share. Thank you very much, Joyce, and thank you for having me on today. It's been really an honor and a pleasure for me. And I
2: thank you from the bottom of my heart. And how I want to close out the show is a prayer that I created for all of you. Make this the last day, the very last day of your struggles, your suffering, your ill health, your misfortunes, your problems, your pain, your worries, your troubles, your trials and tribulations. May this be the first day. It is the first day of the rest of your life. May it be the beginning of the very best of your life with extraordinary wishes granted and dreams coming true make it the most meaningful year of making more money good health good luck good fortune attracting special people and opportunities creating magical memories and manifesting marvelous miracles Stefan Ryback you are a miracle
3: Oh, thank you so much, Joyce. It's nice of you to say. Thank you kindly.
2: And, folks, I want to leave you with a smile on your face and a beat you can uh, enjoy moving to. So I invite you to do the mash with us and keep mashing for the rest of the day. Here it is.
1: do the
4: Joyce Barry mash. Have a
1: fantastic day and listen to Joyce Barry and friends.
4: This is Stefan.